Good morning, everyone. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Sunday morning. And I'm so happy and honored to be with you guys today. Um, Pastor Deshaun has asked me to share a word with you, and I'm so excited and looking forward to it. So, yeah, um, today's word is actually called Into the Wilderness. I have a strange attachment to the wilderness. I don't know what it is, and I can only share you know, my experience and I can pray, I'm praying that it speaks to you. But um, yeah, so there's this movie, right? It's on Netflix, it's called uh, Jungle. Uh, let, let us know in the chat if you've watched it. But so it's basically about this guy called Yossi Ginsberg. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, he went, he set out an, an adventure back in 1981 um, and he gathered about four or five guys and they were on this hunt to um, you know, find gold in Bolivia in an Amazon, like this huge Amazon forest and uh, yeah, so they packed food and they started heading out there. They were there for about a few days when they realized they didn't bring enough food and you know, men for ya. <laughs> Okay, but um, they didn't bring enough food. So um, what they ended up doing was, you know, they started getting into fights, and you know, there were half of them were like, we can't go any further. But Yossi was so determined, and he was trying to convince them to come with him, and then they didn't, and then they ended up splitting. Long story short, Yossi got lost by himself in this huge Amazon forest for three weeks by himself. So. He's, uh, you know, the whole movie um, is basically him and his survival and how he survived there. And apparently, so for the three weeks, he was, you know, attacked by boars. He was, um, he had all these termite bites all over him. And one night he even slept and he woke up in the morning and realized he was face to face with a jaguar. And thank God he had pepper spray, so he pepper sprayed really quickly and the jaguar ran away. But it was he was saying that the movie doesn't even depict a little portion of what he went through because what he actually went through was insane. Um, so three weeks in the desert by himself and thank God he actually was found and rescued by somebody and he lived to tell the story and he lived so that you know we a movie was created and we were able to watch it. So why am I sharing this with you guys? Because Yossi actually um, went through something similar to what Jesus did. And Jesus went through 40 days and 40 nights fasting in a desert. And, you know, we forget that Jesus was in flesh. He was human. And I'm thinking, at least Yossi had some sort of shade when he was in the forest from the sun. He had maybe a river close to him to drink water, maybe some fruits to eat. Like, when you're out in the desert, it's you, the blazing hot sun and sand, and I can't even imagine the stress and, and, the, and the amount of pain that Jesus had gone through. But in that time is when he was tempted by Satan, and I, I, I honestly don't even know how he did it. But I, so, so my word today is called Into the Wilderness. I remember, I think I did a preaching back in 2014, you guys won't even remember, but um, in there I actually talked about bringing the kingdom of God into the wilderness. And um, there I, I said the definition of wilderness is uncultivated, it's uninhabited, and it's inhospitable. So 
why would Jesus go to such a place? Like, you know, like the wilderness is not somewhere you choose to go. Like, um, you don't want to go there, but it is a choice you make um, to go there. And so why do we end up there? Like, why would God lead Jesus into the wilderness? And we see it's for the it's for a greater purpose. Now, um, when I say wilderness, like, I, I, so I, I always put myself in Jesus's like feet and, and, and his, um, and I can't even imagine like if that was me, first of all, I can't last a day without food, much less 40 days. So him going in there <laughs> for 40 days fasting, like, I, yeah. So, but what is so significant in that story is that he defeated Satan there before he defeated Satan at the cross. So when you go into the wilderness and you learn to defeat Satan there, you can defeat Satan anywhere in your life, in any battle that you face. So how do you combat depression? How do you combat um, stress and addiction and when anxiety is kicking your door down and nobody knows? And how do you deal with all that? It's in the wilderness. That's the key. So I feel like this morning, God is asking us to go one step deeper into his into our relationship with him. Like I love community and community is so important. Like I would I would literally, you know, not survive without it. But when you're alone with God, there is so much that intimacy with God is so important. And this morning, and this is for me as well, God is asking you. Do you want to go on an adventure with me? Jesus is asking, when was the last time that we went out on and embarked on an adventure with Jesus? And I feel like God wants to go on an adventure with us into the wilderness to really prepare us to cultivate, to um, inhabit the earth with his glory and his presence. And he wants us to get to that place. So what happens in the wilderness? So we read in Matthew 4, um, when Jesus is in the wilderness, so Satan comes to him and says, If you are the Son of God, these stones, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In the wilderness, you will learn to survive. You will learn to go into survival mode. Um, you're going to be asked to give up your fleshly desires. You're going to be asked to give up, you know, some, you have to give up something sacrificially in the wilderness. Um, and it says that, um, God says, man shall not live on bread alone. In the wilderness is where you're going to crave the word of God. I know that I spend time with God, we all spend time with God, we pray, I listen to worship music and stuff, but sometimes we don't get as deep in the Word as God would love us to because there's secrets in there, there's revelations in there, there's prophecies in there, there's answers to life's questions that people cannot give us. But in this wilderness, God is going to give us this deep craving for the Word of God. And in the wilderness, he's going to teach you to combat spiritual battles because the word says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces and the evil forces in this world. 
You know, um, certain breakthroughs don't come from just praying. If the Word of God says that certain breakthroughs only come from fasting and praying. So today, if you haven't prayed, if you haven't fasted in a long time, I would encourage you to actually fast because there are things that we've been praying for and hoping for and asking God like God this has been a struggle for so many years or this has been a struggle where I've been waiting for so many years and I haven't seen the answer or this financial struggle has been so long or all these things we've waited but nothing's happening and we haven't really fasted and yes I know that you know we fast on different things but I would challenge you to really fast on something that's like really hard for you and you will see that through the fasting that like you're able to lose the chains of injustice like lose break off chains and, and I believe that God is going to set you free from many things as well so I don't want to go off topic as well but as I was preparing this I felt that God was saying to whoever's watching um, you were saved for a reason in your family. You were saved because you are the person that's going to be the generational curse stopper. I don't even know if that's a thing, but if you see generational curses in your family, for example, it could be, um, you know, um, infidelity, it could be um, financial issues, it could be abuse, it could be um, death even in the family. Like I've heard of people where um, there are certain families that when someone comes, like a man in their family, if they turn like 58, every single man in their family after 58 um, would die. And it's, it's a generational curse and it's a real thing. Like, I don't want to get too much into that, but I feel like God is saying to you, you are the person that's going to stop your generational curses. He's going to stop it through you, through the blood of Jesus. He's going to stop it through you. And if you do see those patterns in your life, um, I would encourage you to DM us. We want to pray for you. Um, and, you know, just to put it out there, like, I believe I'm called to break the generational curses in my family, financial curses in my family, and I see that. I wouldn't sit here and tell you that if I didn't see it in my own life. And I, it's not to glorify myself. It's honestly all glory to God. Jesus has been my rock, and he has taught me how to come out of it. He's... I had to fight for it, I had to pray for it, I had to fast for it, and if I, I couldn't do it on my own, but I know that just like God did it for me, God will do it for you, but anyways, I'm going off topic, but um, yeah, so um, verse 5 says, then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. So now devil's still tempting Jesus, right? He's like taking him to this, like the highest part of his temple. And he tells Jesus, if you are the son of God, then throw yourself down for it is written. So now the devil's telling Jesus what the Bible says. So it is written, he will command his angels concerning you um, and uh, they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said, uh, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So it's funny because Satan actually knows scripture and we know that, like we've always been taught that, that he knows the Bible inside and out. And it's so intriguing, the amount of, you know, like confidence he has to be like, oh, well, your word says this and God's like, okay, but my word also says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. You know, in the wilderness, God is going to teach us to discern 
the voice of God versus the voice of Satan. You know, and sometimes it can get confusing because because he knows the word of God so much, we sometimes hear Satan voice, Satan's voice and we think, oh, that must be from God. Because what he does is he distracts you and he, and he puts this option out for you and he says, look, this is the best option for you. And then what we do is we fall for that option thinking it's from God, but when really it's a distraction and it just prolongs us from really entering into God's will and God's time and God's plan for our lives because we get distracted by the enemy. So in the wilderness is where we really learn to discern, is this really from God or is this Satan being, you know, Satan and distracting me from the will of God? Because, for example, if Jesus had listened to Satan at this point and said, you know what, I'm going to show you I'm God, and he jumps off and like all these angels are like catching him as he falls, yes, we all would, everyone, all people would be like, oh yeah, that is Jesus, but why did he do that? Because if he had done it, he would have never gone to the cross. He wouldn't, we wouldn't be saved. We wouldn't even have a chance if he had done that. So look how... You know, the, the simple decisions that we can make in life can change completely to where God really wants us to be and to be, to be, to make sure that we are in the will of God. But, uh, yeah, so whatever, you know, we're facing, like we have to make sure that sometimes God's will can take time. God's will can take sacrifice. God's will, um, you know, it, it's, it's harder to wait on it, but when we wait on it, God absolutely has the best for us. Um, and then lastly, verse 8 says, again, the devil took him. So this is now the third time, right? So he's tried twice. And the third time, the devil now takes him to a high mountain. And he shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the splendors. And he says, I'm going to give you all of this. So Satan is telling Jesus, I'm going to give you all of this. But if you, if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Get away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left, and angels came and attended Jesus. Can you believe the nerve on Satan? First of all, Jesus created the world. All of it is his. And the nerve on him to say, you know, Satan did rule the world, but to, to say, I'm going to give you this bow down to me. Jesus is like, uh, get away from me. That is not happening. But, um... You know, what we also learn in this is that lastly, in the wilderness, the Holy Spirit will teach us to serve God, to serve God with our heart, with our mind, our soul, and also he will make you the head and not the tail. And he will give you the power to crush Satan under your feet and he will confirm and reconfirm who you are and your identity in Christ and your worth. So if you ever are confused about who you are, your identity, and what you're called to do, get into the wilderness because God is going to show it to you and he's going to reveal it to you. Satan is Satan and he's going to attack us every day of our lives, but you will learn you are the head and you are not the tail. So no matter what people tell you, remember that. Um, and when you come out of the wilderness, and when you face a battle, God is going to go before you. And when you come out of the wilderness, and you may be at the weakest point in your life, but the wilderness where you is where you defeated Satan, and you will walk in victory through every part of your life, and you will never have to 
be confused or unsure because you will hear the voice of God. God is going right before you. And like I said, you are the head and not the tail. And God will make sure that you will come through every single battle victorious. And you are not going to be phased at what comes at you. Um, and in the wilderness, like I said before, that it's uncultivated and uninhabited. But when you come from there, I, I always used to say, you know, nothing comes from comfort zones and nothing comes from sitting on the sidelines. Like, you know, you have to get in there. You have to choose to go on this adventure with Jesus. And I call it an adventure because it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be crazy. And it's, it's, it's gonna take everything in you to really explore and discover Jesus. But when you do, you will, you will be able to cultivate society. You will be able to bring Jesus culture into wherever you go. Um, and you will see that you'll be able to inhabit the earth with God's presence and his glory. So I wanna challenge you this morning to take a walk into the wilderness with Jesus. And it's the most beautiful thing you can do for yourself. Um, and all you have to do is just ask yourself, you know, if I'm left alone in this wilderness with just me and Jesus, and if Jesus were to just take me away, like just, doing with just me and him, will I be happy? And I wanna, I wanna, again, challenge you, I wanna encourage you, wherever you are and wherever walk you are with God, take this time to really go into the wilderness with Jesus because he's waiting for you. He's waiting to teach you. He's waiting to show you. He's waiting to give you revelations. He's waiting to just encounter you in a way that you haven't encountered him before. And those of us who've been in um, Christ and who've known Jesus for so long and are kind of comfortable and are, are you know happy where we are, it's so easy to get into that. But don't get comfortable. Like, let's get to know God deeper. Let's see what the revelations He has for us because there's a time that's going to come where we're not going to have the Word and we're not going to, you know, have that privilege of meeting together, but we're really going to have to know God at a deeper level because we don't want to go um, to heaven and God say that He didn't know us. So, yeah, I want to encourage you to do that. And I hope this spoke to you. And yeah, God bless you guys. You know, you are the generational curse breaker, and I believe that for you. I am praying for you guys, and God bless you. I love you. Until next time, ciao.